We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. A lot has been said about the year 1619 and the goings-on in the colony of Virginia over four centuries ago. Let's find out more. Have you heard of the 1619 Project? It was published by the New York Times in August of 2019. It won the Pulitzer Prize for commentary in 2020. Its thesis... The United States was founded in 1619 when the first slave was brought to North America. Wait, that brings up some questions. What happened to 1776? To July 4th? The Declaration of Independence? George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and James Madison? According to the 1619 Project, the Founding Fathers pushed for all that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness stuff to protect their slave holdings. Independence from England? That was just a smokescreen. To them, everything that's wrong with America is tied to her original sin of slavery, from segregation to traffic jams. Yes, traffic jams. For the 1619 Project authors, racism is not a part of the American experience. It is the American experience. Is this true? Let's look at three of the project's major claims. One, preserving slavery was the real cause of the American Revolution. If you asked the founders why they no longer wanted to be a British colony, they would have given you a long list of reasons. Taxation without representation. Conflicts over debts from the French and Indian War. And the Stamp Act would be just a few. Probably most important was the burning desire to be free, to chart their own destiny as a sovereign nation. Protecting slavery? Slavery was not under threat from the British. In fact, Britain didn't free the slaves in its overseas colonies until 1833, 57 years later, after the Declaration of Independence. Yes, the subject of slavery was hotly debated at the Constitutional Convention, but that was after the war was won. Two, slavery made America rich. Slavery made some Americans rich, true enough. Eli Yale, for example, made a fortune in the slave trade. He donated money and land for the university that is named after him. But the institution of slavery didn't make America rich. In fact, the slave system badly slowed the economic development of half the country. As economist Thomas Sowell points out, in 1860, just one year before the Civil War began, the South had only one-sixth as many factories as the North. Almost 90% of the country's skilled, well-paid laborers and professionals were based in the North. Banking railroads, manufacturing, all were concentrated in the North. The South was an economic backwater, and the cost of abolishing slavery was enormous, not merely in terms of dollars, Lincoln borrowed billions to pay for it, but also in terms of human life. 360,000 Union soldiers died in order to free 4 million slaves. That works out to about one soldier in blue for every 10 slaves freed, It's hard to look at that butcher's bill and conclude that the nation turned a profit from slavery. And many things have happened since 1865. In the almost 200 years since the Civil War, 
The population of the country has grown almost 900%, and our national GDP has increased 12,000%. Slavery did not make America rich. 3. Racism is an unchangeable part of America. This argument is more philosophical than scholarly, but it undergirds the entire 1619 project. It's also pernicious because it suggests that the United States is an inherently racist country that can't overcome its flaws. Yet that's exactly what it's done. Today, America is the most successful multiracial country in history, the only white majority country to elect a black president twice. Of course, progress has not always been smooth. There have been terrible setbacks. But to compare American attitudes about race today to America a hundred years ago, let alone to 1619, is absurd. Here's a fact that should be better known. Two million black Africans have come to America as legal immigrants from countries like Nigeria in the last 50 years and have become one of the most successful groups in the country. Why would these folks move to what is often called an evil, racist country? Because unlike many people lucky enough to be born here, they know that America is a land of opportunity for everyone. It's also only fair to note that while blacks have heroically fought for our rights, often against great odds, we haven't done it alone. A vast number of decent whites have also advanced the cause of racial equality. To cite one of countless examples, the U.S. Senate that passed the landmark Civil Rights Act in 1964 contained 98 whites and two men of color, and they were Asian. The great black leaders of the past, Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, Booker T. Washington, Martin Luther King, never lost faith in America's promise that all people are created equal. None of them believed that racism was America's defining characteristic. They were right. Shortly after the 1619 Project was published, a group of distinguished historians, almost all on the left, wrote a public letter condemning the work. They called it a displacement of historical understanding by ideology. They were right, too. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. What's happening in our schools? What's been happening on college campuses is now happening in elementary schools and high schools. I know. I'm a mom of two school-aged kids. I've seen it with my own eyes. More and more parents are seeing it, too. We're getting a window into our children's classes. It's not a pretty picture. Kids, really young kids, are being taught stuff so radical, so devoid of what real education is, it should alarm us all. Chicago Public Schools adopted an American history curriculum based on the 1619 Project published and promoted by the New York Times. The 1619 Project asserts that America's founding was not marked by the Declaration of Independence in 1776, but the arrival of the first African slaves in Jamestown in 1619. Historians from across the political spectrum have denounced this as a giant lie. The New York Times has walked back many of the project's original claims. Still, this malicious slander of America is now being taught in schools as truth. And what is that truth? That America is, was, and always has been 
a fundamentally racist country and that white Americans today bear responsibility for all current and historic racism. Many of our schools are teaching children that our past is terrible and that they have no future. That if they are white, they are racist whether they know it or not. If they're black, they're victims whether they experience it or not. With all this being drummed into their heads, no wonder today's kids have more psychological problems than any previous generation. Maybe you think I'm cherry-picking examples to exaggerate my point. Or maybe you're one of the lucky ones who sends your kids to a school that has yet to be infected by this radical agenda. Maybe. But if I were you, I wouldn't take it on faith. Find out for yourself. When I did, I was shocked to learn that all of this is happening in my school district right now. So find out what's being taught in your kid's school. Take a good, hard look at curricula. Ask administrators if they endorse the 1619 Project. If so, demand to see what materials the school is using. At a minimum, get to know your kid's teachers and principals. Join the PTA, attend local school board meetings, look for allies among reasonable, like-minded parents. You don't have to agree with each other on everything. You just have to agree that the brainwashing of our children stops here, stops now. Americans know what our children should be learning that they must take responsibility for their conduct, that race is the least important aspect of another person, that hard work and rational thought are things we all value, and that America was founded not to promote racism, but to guarantee sacred liberties and opportunities to its citizens. And it wouldn't hurt if they learned reading and writing and math, too. The most influential news source in the world is the New York Times. Every day, Hundreds of newspapers and TV and cable news stations around the world follow its lead, literally. Why wouldn't they? Isn't the Times the gold standard of journalism, the place where the facts of the story are presented without bias or agenda? Actually, the answer is no. When it comes to episodes of major historical significance, the New York Times has routinely failed to provide the public with unbiased journalism. Instead, it has chosen to manufacture false narratives, often with catastrophic consequences. It has done this in service of its own financial and ideological interests. This goes back at least to 1932. Today, the New York Times is spreading what might be its most damaging lie yet, that America is rooted in slavery, not liberty. This is the theme behind its 1619 project. Historians across the board from left to right, have debunked the report's core claims. But far from rectifying the situation, the Times has doubled down, lobbying school districts around the country to replace their history curricula with the 1619 Project's brazen slanders. The most influential newspaper in the world doesn't deserve your trust. That it pretends to be objective just adds to its dishonesty. The New York Times pursues its own agenda, not the truth. Time to get wise to the Times' egregious behavior and how the New York Times' misreporting, distortions, and fabrications radically alter history. Also in 1619, the Western Hemisphere's first elected legislative assembly convened on July 30th, when the House of Burgesses came together at the Jamestown Church. Americans today speak English and are ruled by a representative government based on the English system. Jamestown, Virginia, in a sense, 
represents the birth of the United States' first elected representative government. Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss. Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calotrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body, which decreases as we age. Taking Calotrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calotrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of their President's Day sale. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to this special offer. Again, text HISTORY, that's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y, using the code 30605. Check out the YouTube version of this episode, which has accompanying images. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you're enjoying the ride.